0: and a special Saturday edition episode. Don't typically do them, uh, but when it's playoff time, they're going to happen. So, Colorado now has a commanding three to nothing lead on their series with the St. Louis Blues. So, we will get into all of that. Where the Avalanche go from here in terms of what do they do for game four? Do they try to close it out? Or do they maybe rest somebody like Grubauer, bring in a Bowen Byram, uh, with still the expectation to win it? So we'll talk about that, and of course the Nazem Kadri suspension coming down. So all of that and then some. But first, follow the show on social media. It's lopn underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram, and send questions, comments, concerns or opinions to Lockdown avalanche at gmail.com. So we'll start with the Nazem Kadri suspension. Uh, it was during the first period, right right around when the, the first period was coming to an end, is when it started uh, making the rounds on the news wires that Nazem Kadri got an eight-game suspension. And if you tuned in yesterday during the locker room that we had, had you know, we do that every week. Where Avalanche fans comes on, come on, they join the show. Uh, obviously, it was a, a discussion. It took a little while for the Department of Player Safety to come up with this suspension, which may, which leads me to believe they were going back and forth on exactly pinpointing how many games that they were going to give him. In the end, it's eight. I thought eight was a lot. I was thinking he was going to be in the five to six range. And that's the interesting thing about this is if you're if you're on social media uh, or even if you're just reading articles from journalists writing about the avalanche in this situation, you got everything from one to two games to double digits to anywhere in between. A couple of people have been thrown out that you know he, he didn't deserve to get suspended, which is you know ridiculous. Uh, I was in that middle range. I was in the five to six range. I thought that's where they were going to go with it. And I think that the reason why you saw such a wide variety of people with their opinion on how many games he should get is because we have no clue what Department of Player Safety is going to do. They they are wildly inconsistent. If nothing else. So I think because of... And, and you know... Everybody wants to go back to the Tom Wilson thing. And and I'll do it here. It That is that is going to be a stain for them for a while. I know a lot of people are going to throw out there... Well this is a makeup call for that. I'm not going to buy into that conspiracy theory. Um, I really would hope... Uh, that the NHL would not go down to that level of uh, that's their way of admitting failure with the Tom Wilson situation than to you know pass it along to another player who had nothing to do with that situation I I, I really hope the integrity of, of the sport is, is kept intact for for that but then there is a lack of integrity in the sport with the decisions that Department of player safety continues to make I'm not Upset with the, I'm upset that we're not going to have Nazim Kadri for eight games. I'm upset that he felt the need to to make this play. Uh, there, there's a, there's a lot of things you're upset about, but uh, is, is this consistent with what Department of Player Safety has been throwing out for suspensions and fines? No. So I think for that reason, it's like well, I get it. If they had been consistent, it would suck. But you would be like eight games is is. I get it because you're going off of his history. You can't you can't go off of them. You know the the whole uh, repeat offender title. Uh, he's gone 18 months without having. Any issues, So they're not going to label it. They're not going to label this suspension as a repeat offender, but they do go off of your past. And we all know Nazan Kadri has a past. Well, you know who else has a past? It's Tom Wilson. He's got a past and they've suspended him for it in the past. And you know, who doesn't have a pass? A past is Jacob McDonald. And he got two games. I don't know. It it, it just it, it falls in line again with when the Department of Player Safety has a a situation in their hands, nobody knows how it's going to end up. No clue. And this is another one. And again, I'm not so much disagreeing with it. I do think eight is a lot. Um and but for the avalanche, they'll be okay. And and that's part of the reason why you have a, a team that has such depth is you know when you lose somebody like, like Nazem Kadri, who's a good postseason player, uh look what they did tonight. So our or last night, if you listen to this on Saturday. So that's where we stand. We're gonna be out for eight games with, with Nazem Kadri and uh if, if the lineup from Friday night's game says anything seems like maybe Carl Soderberg not necessarily taking his place on that second line but he's the player that's going to be slotted in let me know what you guys think reading you know comments online most people are upset about it not upset about the suspension upset about upset about the the term of it and you know i I can understand that part of it. Uh, and, but on the other end, he can't be making those hits. We can't keep, you know, passing the blame to other people saying, you know, that that's excessive or, you know, what, a, and I just did it. I know I compared it to like a Tom Wilson situation, but in the end, this is the actions of Nazem Qadri and, th- and it comes down to him in the end. So that's where we stand, but let me know what you guys think. Shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Twitter. All right, we're going to take a quick break after you hear from Built Bar and then get into the Avalanche 5-1 to win. Very, very solid game, I thought. So, first, Built Bar. You know it. You love it. It's the healthy and best-tasting protein and nutrition bar on the market. And they have nine delicious flavors, always in rotation, and then some limited-time flavors, which they throw in there every once in a while. And they have the nine flavors that are... Always available to choose from coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Usually something for everybody. And most bars contain 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. A couple bars contain 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs, nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. All good. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked fifteen, and you will get fifteen percent off of your first order. Once again, that promo code is locked one five for fifteen percent off at builtbar.com. So the Colorado Avalanche take a commanding three to nothing lead. They will look to close it out on Sunday again in St. Louis, and I thought the first period of this this. Game was uh, pretty even, um, maybe leaning a little bit towards the St. Louis side, which you would expect because they're, you know, it's desperation mode for them for this game. And I, I thought it was going back and forth. And I didn't really see incredible chances. Definitely not on the Avalanche side. Maybe a few on St. Louis's side, but nothing that really scared you. Um, and it was kind of like a ho-hum type of period, um, with St. Louis definitely outshot Colorado. I think it was a good amount. Let me bring up the stats here real quick. But again, it was, it was just a period that kind of, it went really quickly. Uh, shots on goal in the first were nine to five in favor of St. Louis. And then it really amped up in the second when it was 17 to 12, still in favor of St. Louis. But that's when things started to pick up. And it all started with the birthday boy, Ryan Graves. Uh, just one of those fluke plays. Puck kind of bounced his way going into the St. Louis zone. And, he, you know, Jordan Bennington was kind of in that no man's land like, do I go get it? If I don't get it, he's going to have a, a breakaway. And then it's him and I, which is. I I know it's quick thinking, uh, but if Bennington maybe just let that go, you know, Ryan Graves is not an offensive powerhouse. You know, I think his chances of uh, one-on-one against Ryan Graves are better than, you know, doing what he did. And he kind of got caught in that no man's land. Do I go get it? Do I not? And he kind of decided to go for it a little bit late and Graves beat him to it, kind of just moved the puck right to his from his backhand to his forehand, and uh, that was the first goal. Very easy, wide-open net. And that set the tone not only for the game, because the Avs got the first goal, and that's huge in Game 3 on the road, uh, but for Ryan Graves himself, he played a near-flawless game, in my opinion. And when you have a guy that doesn't score a lot, uh, get that first goal, that all-important first goal, the confidence just was oozing out of him. You, you could totally see it. And I said, again, in the locker room uh, and talking to Alan, who's the, you know, the big Ryan Graves fan, he just looked uncomfortable in game two, just looked uncomfortable with the the puck on a stick. I, I didn't really see that that much last night. He He was making some pretty good exits every once in a while his passes were crisp. He was I mean he's never afraid to mix it up, but he he played what I would think is, you know, probably arguably his best game of the season. And, you know, the stats kind of back it up. That one goal, he did have two assists. So a 3-point night and a plus 4 on the day for Ryan Graves. So, uh, you know, awesome awesome game. So that that really set the tone and and Again, this Avalanche team is a second period team. They have been for the majority of the season. So after that first period when it was nothing nothing, and nothing really happening, you kind of felt, or at least I did, said, All right, let's get to Avalanche hockey, which is second period hockey. And that's exactly what they did. Three goals, you know, uh uninterrupted. So the Graves goal, and then how great was it that Alex Newhook Got his first ever goal in a huge spot in the playoffs. Kind of got a a, a, was just hanging off to the wing. And it was, again, uh, Ryan Graves who kind of threw the puck on net and kind of bounced right to Newhook, who just one-timed at home. Beautiful play. You got to feel good for him. And then uh, Tyson Jost with a really nifty athletic goal, which was assisted by Ranton and Landisgog. So... What you didn't want, however, was after the Tyson Jost goal, you are up three to nothing. St. Louis challenges it for possible goalie interference, and there was none. They 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 looked at it really quickly. So because there, you know, everything was up upheld, St. Louis went for it in challenging it. They lost it. Therefore, that's a delay of game, and they are on uh, a penalty so the avalanche are back on a power play everything's i mean if you score on that and now you're up four to nothing second period or the third period you are cruising but the avalanche did what you cannot do in that situation the absolute worst thing that you can do you're just coming off a goal you are now on the power play and i think it's like nine seconds in tyler bozak uh where they really just did an a lazy pass, a kind of lazy offense from the avalanche on the power play. And it was uh Ryan, O'Reilly took a shot and kind of a big rebound off of Grubauer and Bozak slammed it home for a shorthanded goal, nine seconds into their power play. I mean, the crowd was dead. You, you had St. Louis exactly where you wanted them. And then that happened. So, but even, though, I mean, that that was the only misstep really in, in this game. And it could have, because it's on, you know, home ice for St. Louis, that could have been something where St. Louis could have really rallied behind that. But Colorado didn't let it happen. They they stuck to their game plan. They chalked it up as that was a boneheaded play. We're better than that. If we don't do those things, they don't have a chance. And two more goals in the third, one by Brandon Sod, fantastic goal by him. And if you you could see it uh, materializing, he's flying up the left wing, banging his stick as he's crossing the blue line. And Burakovsky, who it was not an easy pass, but he had to get it cross ice, and he got it to him. Sod made a nice move right in front of Bennington to uh, kind of I think he backhanded it home, but uh, you could see Sod flying up the wing and banging his stick on the ice, saying like. I'm open. Get it to me, and Burakovsky did. So, uh, and Soderberg assisted on that one too. And then JT Confer with a very impressive bank shot for an empty net, uh, and that was shorthanded because of a rather silly Gabe Landeskog penalty right towards the end. But uh, Confer with the the bank shot for the empty netter, and that was it. So. I mean, this was, in my opinion, the the most complete game that the Avalanche have played in this series. Game one was good. Game two, up and down. And this, they were really in control. I don't want, maybe not for the first period. Nobody was really in control for the first period. Uh, But after that, once the Avs got that goal and the Ryan Graves goal, and then they get the two more, it, it was just their style of game. They just felt comfortable playing this style and st louis doesn't seem comfortable playing that style and what else are they going to do i think that like i even put it up on twitter i said the way that st louis played in that first i feel like that's the best that st louis can do against colorado yeah maybe that will materialize into a goal or two but st louis has to play the perfect game and colorado has to be off of their game immensely For St. Louis to have a shot they just don't have the depth and speed that Colorado does there's just that's the the long and the short of it Uh, they tried to you know kind of I don't want to say so much gooning up St. Louis did but in ways they did almost every single puck stoppage they were trying to bait Colorado into fighting and Colorado just was not half at having it so Good job by them by not falling into those traps. Um, And like I said, I think the most complete game for the Avs. Okay, if you want to throw a wrench into it, the power play. You you can definitely, outside of everything else, the power play was not good for the Avs. Never mind giving up a a shorthanded goal, but they were 0 for 4. Uh, they were 0 for three on or three for three on the penalty kill, which continues to do well. But the the power play it just didn't seem to gel at all. And St. Louis is a good penalty killing team, so some of the credit goes to them. Uh, but Colorado just I'm assuming they did, but nothing stands out to me. Did they have a shot on goal through any of those four power plays? If they did, it was probably one or two. I didn't see a lot, but it, that that's the one area that does need improvement. But again, you're going up against a very good penalty kill team. It doesn't mean you just, you know, you, you have the talent, obviously. So uh, the Avalanche do need to figure something out on the power play. All right. Um, let's take a quick little break, talk about betonline.ag, and then where do the avalanche go in game four? What do they do? Who do they play? But betonline.ag, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You have baseball in full swing. Obviously, our NHL is in the playoffs. So is major, or excuse me, so is the National Basketball League. Anything you want to bet on, head over to BetOnline.ag and do it before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, before the next slam dunk. Head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all of the sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Uh, when you head over to that website, you can sign up either through your computer or your mobile device. And when you sign up, you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So game four with the Avalanche being up three to nothing. And this is this is another thing that we talked about in the locker room, kind of forward thinking before the game had started, obviously. Uh, if the Avalanche were to win, what do they do in game four? Well, that's exactly where we're at right now. And I think the, the two main ones that are going to stick out, number one is definitely the goaltender. Who is going to be in goal? Do the Avalanche give Grubauer a break? Uh, and all of these decisions, you also have to make saying, th- feeling confident that even if you did want to make a change, if you wanted to put in, I know, uh, Johansson was the backup for game three. I don't know what's going on with Dubnik, but either one of those guys, uh, you know, you know, you're going to put them in and still expect to win the game. If you don't, you're heading back home. So it's kind of a win-win situation for the avalanche. Um, so I think it's, you know, I would, I would, you know, if you're up three to nothing uh, and the, uh, you're the only team right now that I believe is, is up three to nothing in their series. Let me check those really quick. And uh, yes, you are. So yeah, I, I think it all uh, lines up for, for you to be comfortable to put in a backup goalie. This is why you acquired them. You know, you went through what you went through last year, uh, and now you, you short it up more more so than you have last year. So, yeah, this is why you did it. So you're up 3 to nothing, comfortable. If it doesn't go your way, if you don't close it out, like I said, you're heading back home. Uh, Bowen Byram is the other one. He seems to be healthy and just not playing. And that one I see continuing. Uh, I, I, you know, why throw a wrench into how... This team is playing overall. You know, you're you're winning games, and your defense is playing exceptionally well. So uh, I I don't I don't see Byron coming in. But again, it could be one of those things because you're up, get the guy in there, get him in there, let him get his legs. Maybe that's why you're not playing him because he hasn't played. And oh man, what was it going on? It's not quite two months, but it's got to be close to that. So maybe now is the time you get him in there. Get him in, see what he can do. Let him get used to you know the NHL game again. So uh, I wouldn't surprise me if he if he does go in there. But and he's another one. If you put him in there, it's not you're not throwing up the white flag for the game. You're still saying like no, we we and even though these guys are playing and they haven't been, we're still anticipating and expecting to win. But if you don't, you're good. You're still good. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I mean, the avs the way that they're playing overall with the, you know, few blips every once in a while. Look at what this team can do when you're healthy. I mean, and and that's what everybody is is so afraid of is because they are. You know, when they, when they had those injuries, yeah, they were winning games clearly. They were up in the standings, but uh, they were not dominating games so far. They've scored uh, four goals, five goals, and six goals—not in that order—but four, five, and six. Is it possible they could do seven and keep keep it going? Get the straight? You probably could. They, they probably could do that. So everything is is lining up great for the Avalanche. But the other thing you do want to do you have to take into account is. All right, maybe you do play Grubauer hour to, to get this series over with, and then and then your here comes your rest. Because you just closed out the series four games to nothing. And you have the you know, the wild and the golden knights going at it. And that's at two to one, I think, right now, right? I'm gonna check that one really quick. Uh yeah, two to one golden knights, but you know, Vegas might run that one and and win the next two, but still, like your rest could come afterwards. Could honestly go any way. And I hate when you know you have – you know th- that's why I don't envy decisions that Jared Bednar has to make. But he is going to make them, and he's going to be confident in his decisions. So that's where we stand. So Sunday night, no matter who's on the ice, Av's looking to close it out. And the way that they're playing, you would have to think they could do it. They're just playing exceptionally well right now. And all of this, by the way, uh, how they played yesterday – And we, you know, always sing the praises of Nathan McKinnon. Goose egg for Nathan McKinnon. Nothing. Uh, No no goals, no assists. Uh, Rantanen with one assist and Landeskog with one assist. So the line that's always putting up numbers, uh, pretty pedestrian. And I'm looking around. The only one. Wow, I'm just realizing this now. The only one who had multiple anything, Ryan Graves. Two assists. Everybody else is is ones. And Ryan Graves again. I'm just seeing this. The only defender with any points last night. Everybody else. Not. I mean, Taves played a phenomenal game. McCarr played a incredible game. Uh, again, Timmins short end of the stick in minutes, but he played. He had some really good defensive plays. Uh, so did Sam Gerrard. And Nemeth, again, what you're seeing out of Patrick Nemeth is what you're going to get. I don't think you're going to have this, like how Graves played a fantastic game yesterday. I don't really think you're going to get that from Patrick Nemeth. Uh, But they rely on him on the penalty kill. So from a defensive standpoint, pretty impressive that the one guy, you know, if I told you you can have one guy who's going to score points, who do you think it's going to be? You'd probably go Kale McCarr. Um, But yeah, and everybody else, one's all over the place. So that's what this team can do. They don't have to rely on the big three or even the big one to get victories. They can beat you in so many ways, and they proved it last night. So, all right, that's where we stand. Avs up three to nothing in the series. Let's see if they can close it out on Sunday. We will be back on Monday to talk about that and maybe the avalanche moving on so thank you guys for tuning in for this week it's been a big week uh i really appreciate it each and every day so we'll see you guys monday and uh here's jovi go abs go